Welcome to the Watson Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, what's in the cooler? Oh, just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Quartz, 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 quartz side heater. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome. We don't do this enough, but to episode 99 of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and this week we've got the whole team back together. We've got the hop god, Matt, we've got Jimmy Polo, and Michael Wolfpack. You guys don't get it because I'm reading his name up there that he changes every week. Uh, So, yeah, we're here. We're back. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. We've got a fun one tonight. Uh, We're going back to our roots. But before I talk a little bit about that, I'm going to let Matt take over with a little housekeeping. All right. I feel like when we have a current product show recapping wrestlemania 39 as we did there's less housekeeping than we normally have this week there was confirmation from finn balor which we spoke about last week that he did in fact hurt himself on the march 10th episode of smackdown he suffered a grade two calf tear three weeks ahead of his wrestlemania weight uh, match a hell in a cell match against edge the normal recovery time is quoted as six to eight weeks, and this dude comes back and wrestles three weeks and two days later. That's crazy. <laughs> Super Absolutely Cena. wild. Yeah, Super Cena, Cena stuff. type stuff, but I guess when you're made out of yeah. carved He's stone, <laughs> just maybe muscle. it goes a little bit One faster. One big ab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, that's my that's my only housekeeping from uh, from last week, so uh, just keeping it tight. Keeping I it love tight. it. I love it because we've got a, f- a fun dose of homework. And uh, so uh, over the next few weeks, what we're going to do is uh, each of us are going to assign the other three guys a homework match. Uh, being that we're a wrestling podcast, we have some stipulations. Uh, so the three who are doing homeworks will each have the opportunity to add a stipulation. So for this week's episode, Matt has assigned us the homework and the stipulations that we provided are as follows. Jim, what was your stipulation? I went with uh, the match could not have a clean finish because, come on, this is our show and we love shenanigans. And <laughs> of course. We want shenanigans. Yeah, I don't want a clean finish. Uh, Mike, what was your stipulation? My stipulation was no MSG matches. And I right. did that because Matt's always wanting to pick a sh- pick a match where he was at the show. Usually it was at MSG. Mm-hmm. So a little rib on Matt there. I like yep. it. And yep. uh, I'll, I continued with the ribs. Uh, mine was that Bret Hart cannot be on the card because we all know how much Matt loves Bret Hart. Hart uh, emoji. So, <laughs> so um, that being said, Matt, would you like to present everybody with your match? I am going to present it. And if anybody that is listening right now can identify what awful music is playing in the background knows that we are going to Starcade 1998 with the Bill Goldberg streak coming to an end. Kevin Nash 
against Bill Goldberg. And, and I I took this as a rib back to you, Nick, because I figured if there was one person you did not want to cover, it would be Bill Goldberg. Yeah. And and on top of that, if there's one other person you don't want to cover, it's this gentleman right here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Uh, I can't believe you got him on Cameo. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who's a bigger prick for that, you or Michael Buffer. (laughs) (laughs) It's a double whammy for you, Nick. Some amazing WCW from 1998. And uh, yeah, this may be a rib back at Nick as he (laughs) was giving me the Bret Hart, which I I have (laughs) to admit, I have to admit, I I looked up this card. I went on on Wikipedia. I consulted my my experts as well. So uh, this one, I got some help from uh, a run-in from... Uh, Ace Field Retro, and he helped me brainstorm this one. I look at Wikipedia. Bret Hart is not mentioned in the results tab whatsoever, but this mother effer shows up twice on this card <laughs> as I'm watching it. He does a QVC read. He does a whole promo for QVC night on <laughs> WCW QVC night, which is absolutely and utterly ridiculous. I do not remember that at all, and I don't really think that the old ladies that are watching QVC are going to be like, oh, yeah, let me purchase some Chris Jericho Monday yeah. Night Jericho and, shirts. <laughs> and and how about the fact that this guy thinks he's such hot shit. He leaves WWF back in November and he comes over to WCW a month later. This is what he's doing. Oof. And then so I scrolled forward, uh, you know, to the what main event of this match and right before the main event is when Brett gets involved and he uses a chair uh, and he goes to attack DDP, but he misses and hits Big Show, allowing DDP to beat the Big Show. It was repug at its finest. Like, it tarnishes your legacy, Hitman. It so really does. It, it, first and foremost, let me do some housekeeping now. It's the giant, first of all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but but also, this is this is December 1998, so it's a full year. I apologize. I, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. WWF. I'm sorry. But uh, regardless. Still repug. Still. That, was early, that was some early housekeeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got I do you. have housekeeping from earlier in an episode too. I know where that music's from. It's from the uh, St. Patrick's 1993 Christmas pageant. The uh, the opening. <laughs> <music>. <laughs> so that that music, let, let, you may be jumping ahead a little bit. I, I think I think we should play it again. We should play it again. Hold on, let me uh, cue cue this bad boy up. So r- right before this match is going on, there is obviously there's there's usually promo packages, right? We are not getting a promo package from WCW. We are just getting a video of Nash and Goldberg and clouds and this angelic music in the background (laughs) where we have been passing around before we hit record of where else WWF or WWE has used this music. And we looked at, I immediately went to the God intro from uh, WrestleMania 25 (laughs) with Shawn Michaels, right? He's coming down from the rafters. And uh, man, I thought it was there. Nick thought it was either WrestleMania 13 with Shawn. I still think it's like... Survivor Series 97 is my... Yeah, Nick was doing the whole, in the world where Shawn Michaels has lost his mind. (laughs) (laughs) But man, this this music is absolutely ridiculous. So much so that I needed to uh, make sure it made its way onto the show. The best (laughs) part about it is who's on on commentary? It's it's not Shivani, it's... um, 
why can't it? Mike Tanay, right? Is it Tanay? You, what do you mean, doing the, the voiceover? No, there is no voiceover. No, That's no, the worst no, part about nothing. it. He's like, it's, all right, and now we'll there. see you in about uh, 30 seconds. Oh, yes, <laughs> and then it hands it over to this 30 seconds of this black and white footage. Oh, oh that was the last Jesus. second. Like, get the angelic yeah. thing in there. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Shivani, Heenan, and Mike Tanay are all on the okay. call for this one. And um, they're all in Euro collars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Heenan's got like a Euro collar at Jace. He's got a, um, <clears throat> what's it called? A mock turtleneck that's made to look like a Euro yeah. collar. Oh, so Mikey oh, Workrate would be wearing the mock turtleneck next week for episode 100. Yeah. Did you any- iron your European collar for next week? Ooh, I, I, I can pull mine out. I didn't think of that. It's, uh, Mikey Workrate, you know, happen. Mikey Workrate's just going to throw it in the dryer. He ain't going to iron yeah. it. <laughs> no <laughs> way. No chance. I think hey, he's if asleep you, over you guys- there. If you guys get your vows what? renewed, or if you get your vows renewed, can you make us promise that we all have to wear European collars to the ceremony? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd go as far as to like name my finishing move the European collar. I like I it. A professional wrestler, and I but I do like a haluva kick thing, like the yeah. pee, and collar, <laughs> pee and collar or something. <laughs> pee and collar. <laughs> do wait. One more question on the European collar. I'm sorry. Before we move on, I don't know. How, you know. I never know how much I'm going to get to talk about European collars. So do you think Shivani called Tanay or Tanay called Shivani and said, like, where are the European collar? We're, you know. Tanay called. You think Tanay did it? Tanay's calling the shots? All right. Oh, man. So we've, we've got the main event, and this is our match of the week, the main event of Starcade 1998, Bill Goldberg defending his streak and title versus Kevin Nash. Um, so after that video package, we get good old Michael Buffer, and I'm not going to dump on him because anybody that listens to this podcast knows how I feel about Michael Buffer and Bill Goldberg. Um, mandatory match. What is that? Like? <laughs> yeah. You got the intro, Matt? Hit us with the intro oh, a little bit. Ab- I absolutely do. Hang on one I, second. I want to hear we... Buffer. Believe it or not. 30 uh, seconds. Are, I, I am so thrown off by Nick's willingness to not only cover a Bill Goldberg match, but also to enjoy some Michael Buffer. He's doing- uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the WCW NWO Starcade 98 main event of the evening. What a turd. Well, oh, I mean, we evening. Ha- that what you of course of the evening. We have to cover this match. You assigned it to us. Yeah, yeah. This so, is this well, is the penalty for uh, thinking you can mock me. <laughs> that's right. Though so Nick is coming around in Buffer, just like you've come around in Bret Hart. I'm, it's yeah. It makes Uh-oh. you you know like it gives you faith, restores your faith in humanity that people can like their hearts can warm. To so them. does that mean in the next like ninety nine episodes that I have to suggest? Uh, like 16 Bill Goldberg matches. I know what your stipulation is going to be. <laughs> Michael Buffer. Yeah. Has to. The one thing I'm drawn to during this is the signs in the crowd. They are trying so incredibly hard to get on television. Um, Nash is Terrible. out first, and he comes out to Wolfpack music. And I think the thing I dislike about Michael Buffer the most is like the breakdown of of each wrestler in a main event, like anybody that is at 
like I get it if you're at a UFC or a boxing fight like you're not necessarily like a a, a huge fan of the sport maybe um, there's a lot of celebrities there so they need explaining to but people at wrestling events they, we, we don't know he's need, wearing black and red yeah, okay <laughs> we don't need to know that Kevin Nash started the NWO we don't need to know that he's the leader of the wolf pack <laughs> You don't need to know that the jackknife uh, powerbomb. He's originally <laughs> like, from where, but now he's a citizen of the world. Yeah. Buffer, <laughs> come on. This is what pisses me off about Buffer. And it pissed me off even more when he came to WWE and had to do that shtick. Um, so, right? The, imagine the amount of kids, too, that are like, Mom, I need to make a sign for Starcade. And they're like, okay, honey. And then they go to walk out the door and they've got a sign that says big sexy, big sexy (laughs) rules. Like, and as a, like a parent, you'd probably be like, what God's name? Where's my child going right now? Classic Uh, wrestling right there. Right. Uh, On on the subject of big sexy, do you think he gave himself that nickname or is that like Scott Hall might've done that, right? Yeah, but I kind of envisioned him giving himself that nickname. I was thinking the same, but I could hear Scott Hall. uh, Yeah. No, big sexy. Yeah, it's either Hall or or, uh, or self, Sean. Uh, give it. Oh, yeah. yeah, or self given. Yeah. Um, Cuckoo, Cuckoo, right? a good call. Yeah. Goldberg, yeah. <laughs> Goldberg is one hundred and seventy four and O at this time. One seventy three. One seventy three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. it up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I apologize. Listening to Buffer. Taking I was buffers yeah taking it. Buffer's notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nash gets huge pyro intro, like the red pyro and everything. Um, Crowd and again, is popping for Nash. Yeah, oh, yeah no doubt. Again, they're into Nash, and you could tell by the signs too. Did the signs? Did anybody? Did anybody else notice that Stacy Keebler was sitting in the stands for this uh, for this match? No, I missed that. I did not. So right in the beginning of the. Uh, so it, it's actually right after the uh, there's a Jericho promo uh, earlier in the card. So if you didn't watch the whole card, this is where it didn't come into play. Sorry, I got my timeline wrong. But Stacy Keebler is shown in the stands wearing an NWO Wolfpack shirt right after Jericho cuts his promo and Conan's music is hitting earlier oh, in the wow. card. So I, I put it in the wrong spot, but ultimately uh, Keebler is at this event and that's what they played at the, at Hall, the of Fame, Hall of Fame uh, as well. Yeah. All right. Now I'm going to have to go back and look, even though I don't want to. But I'm yeah, gonna, you should. Because I love Stacey Keebler. Stacey Keebler. <laughs> uh, oh my. Can we talk about Nash's music for one second? It's awesome. It is. I it's love it. so good. I didn't respect yeah. it back then. Now I'm like, oh, this music slaps. Yeah, it's like really good. Starting Ooh. with the howl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it fits him so perfectly. The swagger yeah. and everything. He looks great. He looks like a million bucks. Like he's he's got the tan, the, the blondish hair. He's. No, he's. I, I, you, get like a lion. you get it. You get it. Yeah, no, he's no joke. He's born to do this. So not only is the crowd hot for Nash, they the signs, like you could see it with the signs. Oh, my God, Nash killed Goldberg. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm brought back immediately yes. to the beginning <laughs> of South Park. Yeah, it is. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's that time. It Nash, is. the Goldberg killer, and it's got, like, the giant crossed out with claw marks for some reason. Um, Wolfpack. We figured this is in D.C. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we mentioned it's in Washington, D.C., right? So it's probably yes. like a uh, – it's not quite New York or Chicago or Philly or anything like that, but it's uh, – East Coast, yeah, kind of think, not quite southern, but a smarky kind of crowd. I think. In answer to your question, I think Nash had just got done feuding with the Giant. Yes, he did. He did, and that's yeah. that. That was my assumption, at least. Yeah. Um, make, I like. That's, did anybody... that's gonna be my homework for you guys. Giant Nash match. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you catch the guy in the crowd right before Goldberg comes out and he's like pointing to his arm because he's got like the same Goldberg tattoo up on oh, his upper geez. shoulder? Like, I was hoping we were going to talk about that tattoo. <laughs> we, we can get back to it. Um, so next up, we've got Goldberg with his classic like security guard escort. Uh, I like how Carl Winslow, Reginald Vell Johnson is back there <laughs> ready to escort Goldberg to the ring. He's always Did a any- security guard in everything he's in. Yep. Yeah, right. Did anybody if, else find it hilarious that all of these security guards are like these skinny ass jabronis yeah. that have no like if a guy was coming to to attack Goldberg, like Goldberg is three times the size of Easily. any of these guys, especially those makes, two lead dogs. The one guy yeah, looks yeah. like he works at Spencer's Gifts. You know? <laughs> What's uh, highly underrated during this time, if you go back to earlier in the show when Jericho makes his way out, oh, yeah. he's got oh, Ralphus yeah. or that guy. Yeah, like Gold, he's Ralph. pretending to do Goldberg's uh, entrance. I think that that's peak Jericho for me. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, so Goldberg comes out. He signs a kid's shirt, slaps himself in the face, and then coughs up a hairball. What, <laughs> what is that? The Goldberg, like, twitches. <laughs> I like. I love like, that you said coughs up a hairball because he's very feline. Everything he does yeah. is very feline. Even, and like, it, the tongue. Lizard-ish. Yeah, it's actually, actually giving me an idea for your next great um, kind of wrestling pop culture mashup. All right, I got the, ready for this. You ready? Yep. This is Goldberg as a Thundercat. Make oh, Goldberg as like a lion. Oh, yeah. Lion. You're going to force <laughs> Nick to draw Goldberg? <laughs> that, exactly. This is our trip. <laughs> Quiet Was about it- that. Was it Panth- Pantera? Panthera? Panthera. Panthera. Yeah. Pantera. Yeah, not Pantera. Panthera. Nash that's could be Lionel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I bring him up. Pantera. Nash could be Lionel. <laughs> yeah, you, got a, you got a whole thing here. Man, I, I never put Who's together snarf, the. the, the <laughs> Bobby Heenan. Yeah, Can you yeah, do Bobby yeah, Heenan as Snarf? Yeah. Oh, man, this is good. Uh, let's keep going on this. This one. is like the first Forget verbal the mash. uh, uh, mashup <laughs> conversation we've had because usually it's via text, and I like throw it out there and I just get like, blah, 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 like hit by all three of you at once. The, uh, the feline eight, thing connected, it popped in my head. Yeah. Eight million um, gifts follow in the chat, and uh, <laughs> then you finally come up with something. <laughs> does, does Seven Goldberg, million for me. Does Goldberg, <laughs> does Goldberg sing, um, uh, what's her name, Sable's theme music? <laughs> does he do that? Him, it's a him and Jim Johnston production. Yeah. Is it Jim? It's Jim, right? Yeah. John Johnson. John Johnson. John. No, I think he called him Joe. I think it was Joe, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Yeah. He's going back to his NBA Atlanta Hawks days. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, let's get back to this. Uh, We're getting I off am, the rails here. I am I not going to lie. The, the feline thing. It's so really? it's so spot it's, on. It's really oh, good. It's the, the well, he's going to like. You never yeah, saw him lick his paw after he spears a guy? Yeah. Or <laughs> I don't think that's more lizard-like. I had lizard slash cat more no, because I, of the noise. And some bitch is drinking a bowl of milk after. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a drawing. Oh, man. <laughs> there's a drawing, yeah. <laughs> that's a chalk line. Hell yeah. Back of the jacket right there. Heathcliff, some bitch. <laughs> let's see how let's see how long we can keep keep Nick off topic on this. It's <laughs> only a ten minute match. Yeah, Gold, Goldberg's entrance is big time, if you ask me. I was impressed, except for the fact that he almost walked into the Starcade sign. But uh, I was impressed. I, I I didn't hate it like I thought I would. He it's nineteen ninety eight. He looks the part, and he's, he does. This is, you know. Say what you want about him, but he's at the. This is him. You, Did you, you catch can... during his entrance the guys with the signs, like with their AOL email addresses, blast on there? Oh, wrestling, 
DOS at AOL.com. That's, yeah, that's this is the era for that. Like, yeah, MS DOS, kid. Yeah, <laughs> right. I like um, someone wrote Goldberg fears Trent Green, like yes. the quarterback. The yeah, quarterback. I was like, I know. <laughs> they're in, yeah, they're in DC. Makes nobody, sense. Yeah, nobody fears Trent Green. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, did any of you guys watch this when it happened? No, right? No. Matt, maybe you would have been the closest one. I know these two didn't. I would have caught I, a couple of nitros probably around this era. Yeah, like maybe that. back and forth, but not like the not. Not majority. a pay-per-view. Never. Yeah. No way was I watching a pay-per-view, but I certainly, I can tell you, I watched Monday Night Nitro the next, the next night. That's for damn sure. Right. It So the match starts, and it's really, like, slow, just like you would expect with these two guys. Um, the first thing I picked up from is the bizarre camera angles. And then maybe it was just this era of WCW. And again, for those listening we don't ever claim to be big WCW guys out of the four of us. I would claim myself to be the least likely to watch WCW programming during this time. Um, but it, there's just like spots in the corner and there's like a cameraman on the floor filming upwards. And it, it looks very bizarre. If you ask me, um, Nash goes for an arm bar at one point in this match. Did you pick up on that? I, there's th- again, it's like the match is not good. It's it it doesn't yeah. have a lot of action. It feels in like it looks like a heavyweight fight for yes. sure, right? Like these two, yeah. I think I don't know. Tanay calls them like two big bulls, and sure, yeah, it's like a house fight for sure. That's uh, but, that's exactly yeah. what the main the the main event scene in WCW was exactly that at right. this time, and it was supposed to be. I mean. Going back to like Goldberg just looks like a friggin' million dollars with that big gold belt around his waist. You've got Kevin Nash throwing up the two suites in in the beginning of the match, standing on the second rope. Like the the crowd's going wild. It's supposed to be this built up anticipation. Yeah, of how tall heavy... is Nash? He's like what yeah. six six ten eleven? Yeah, six ten Let's six get, eleven. Here we go. Here's some house clean, cleaning. We just like, <laughs> laid it up for Matt. But, but this like it's supposed to be this heavyweight matchup, this big event, and uh, yeah, it it makes a ton of sense, especially during this time of WCW. Uh, programming. Uh, Nash is 6'10". I just looked it up. You look back and you can't like hate it because it's essentially what like we've seen forever. Like look mm-hmm. at current state, like the last few years. It's anything that you would see from Cena and Brock or right. Brock versus Roman. Perfect. It's the same style Perfect. of match. Yep. I think the crowd's decent in this. I think the crowd helps it. Like not yes. obviously to the extent it helps, you know, Hogan rock at WrestleMania 18, but this is that kind of match that could, if this had like a totally all in crowd, you could yes. like you, and especially in the day, like if you put yourself in 98, you're maybe thinking about it yeah. differently. Right. And, but even watching this, this was kind of new to me. I probably watched it at some point, but it was, you know, it's still kind of fun. Like to, to Agreed. see, like Matt said, they both, look great the two guys and it it feels like a a big fight at the very least you could the interesting part is like the crowd we talked about it is definitely split like people are grown tired of goldberg's almost like you could tell the end is near it reminds me of um yeah i don't know if it has to if it's like they're tired of them or if it's like this specific crowd but it does the it feels like that um royal rumble 92 right where like they're definitely cheering for Sid and WF has gone back and like piped in the cheers for Hogan right. or whatever. But it feels like that where it's like, oh, that's they're not doing what they're supposed to do. The crowd. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, I agree. Is there any spots that anybody wants to touch on in this match? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I so there's what I will what I will say is there's spots it's very slow but Goldberg works Nash like with ease like he lifts him up with ease he it's, hits the moves it's like it I I do not like Bill Goldberg especially current day Bill Goldberg or the past twenty years Bill Goldberg but I was pleasantly surprised with the way that he worked with Nash um, the speed at which he hit his moves. Uh, it worked. I didn't. I didn't hate it as much as I was expecting to. What is happening to me? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, we've we've sent Nick in a down a downward spiral. Yeah. He's questioning life. He's, he's about he's, to start his own uh, faction, the Goldberg Appreciation right? Society. Oh man, what is happening? Uh, he hits a spear pretty early on. He does. He does. I, I was going to get right to the finish unless someone has anything they want to add in there before I do. No, was, let's, yeah, uh, no. yeah, Bill Goldberg hits the spear. He goes for the jackhammer, but Nash hits him with a low blow in a classic bad guy heel way. And it's but, no DQ. Uh, right, yep. yeah. The biggest part is that this is no DQ, which leads into where Nick is going with the finish. So uh, let's take it disco. Over there. Yeah, Disco Inferno comes in. He gets speared right away. Disco Inferno's in the NWO, right? The no. Wolfpack? What is he's like a lackey, like he's a oh, wannabe. He wants to be. They like okay. keep jerking him around. Like you got to do this to get yeah. in the wolf Okay, pack. and then Bam Bam comes out. He wasn't in the NWO, was he? Like I'm, I'm literally He's like, certainly not wearing the colors. Bam Bam no. was feuding with uh, Goldberg. Okay, uh. Bam Bam comes out, gets clotheslined over the top rope. Um, interesting part on uh, Bischoff's podcast. He talks about how like he really wishes he utilized Bam Bam more uh, than he had during his run in WCW. Bam Bam takes the best bump of the entire match, right? Easily, yeah. easily. Yeah. Clothesline. He goes over the top like backwards, and like yep. you're like, oh no, don't get hurt. <laughs> so at this point, the ref is distracted by Bam Bam and Disco on the outside of the ring, and uh, Goldberg's in one corner, Nash is in the other corner. Go- Goldberg's sizing him up, and then Scott Hall, dressed up as a security guard in that classic yellow polo, hops up on the apron, uses a stun gun or a cattle prod, or uh, we at the Extra Cooler Show like to call it uh, the Mountie Shock Stick. Oh, I got it. I got it. Oh, no! and uh nash jackknives uh goldberg and goldberg does like the worst fish out of water ever Um, he's like he's like uh electrocuted yeah kind of it's terrible nash pins him to become the new world heavyweight champion oh no (laughs) when he's getting jack jack yeah oh no (laughs) it's they the announcers absolutely add to the like just like okay so this is considered one of the worst finishes in wcw history like everybody hates the ending of this but the announcers do it zero justice like they don't do anything to help get it over there's two things that stand out to me at first is one is like an overall thing i hate the lane that like bobby heenan's in in wcw like yeah yeah him maybe i don't know or maybe he's mailing it in i don't know and also shivani at this point maybe Shivani's like doesn't know how to speak. He's like, no, this is not a world title battle. It's a struggle. So, but that's not how is that selling the match? Like, I, I don't I, like you said, they just don't they don't help. I, I immediately went back and thought of a, a moment that I loved when Taker's streak ended by Brock Lesnar. And whoever was calling that made you feel like the shock. Whereas this like. This man was 173 and 0 
and he was their world champion, and he just lost in a shocking fashion, Pun and the intended. announcers did nothing. <laughs> Heenan does the best, I think. He's like, the streak is over, and we have a new world champion. Yeah, 173 yeah. and 1. He's like the color commentator. Like, where's the play-by-play guy? And, uh, you know, like, Shivani's lost. Yeah. You're, you're, you're very right. Like, how this doesn't feel. Maybe, are we are we scarred? I'm having this epiphany right now. Are we scarred by, like, this is a moment for Michael <laughs> Cole? Like, is that what we're all expecting here? Or is this no, something of, but, like... But the announcers should have... There, there has to felt, be, like, I, natural shock. I totally felt the same way. And it was just, like, ho-hum, business as always. And, like, Keenan doing the, oh, no. <laughs> it's, like, something that I took away from it, too. Of, like, this is just, like... All right. Oh, on to on to the next one. I you think talking about more, you you referenced Michael Cole, but I think it's more like it's not to the level of like I remember Warrior losing the title to Slaughter and Piper's no right. no not like this right like he's disgusted yeah, by what's happening yeah. because it's like a miscarriage of justice. <laughs> and this is this is Bill Goldberg's first defeat on television. He ran through literally everybody else and had never been beaten, and now he's including beaten. Hogan. Yeah, including Hogan. Now he's getting beaten by by Kevin Nash, but the, the Booker moment looks no, uh, awesome. Hall does sells the hell out of it. He does. Like he's got. He's like putting this. He's like putting some elbow grease into it. He's got the toothpick. Or yeah. oh, it's it's incredible. He's awesome. He, you almost wish they had a better camera shot of it. Yeah, it so, makes a different the, noise than the Mounties too, right? It's more of like a clicking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yes, absolutely. And you'll hear it in the outro. It's a stun gun. I'll bury the lead. But, like, he is going back down the aisleway, and the one camera work that they do get of Scott Hall okay. holding it, he, like, puts it in front, like, the end, the shocking yes. end. He, like, puts it in front of the camera, and there's black electrical tape, like, right <laughs> in your face of, like, okay, kayfabe. <laughs> like, yeah. This thing didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> like, I was so surprised by, like, the willingness to, like, show him what we use here and like how yeah. blatantly taped it was so the interesting part that um uh mike just kind of slipped in there i thought was how uh nash was the booker but nash was not booker until the february after this oh really yeah he wasn't that's what nash has said in interviews that people oh, nash accused that? him of yeah he yeah <laughs> of, of booking how convenient. But, but uh, actually, Bischoff backed it on his podcast. So Nash said in interviews that people have accused him of booking himself to beat Goldberg. According to him, he didn't join the booking committee uh, until February of the following year. Um, you know, so, he, he said they also, by the way, uh, they, on the broadcast, they blurred out um, or quieted the, the, the noise of Goldberg sucks chance wow. and apparently in there it was a lot louder is wow. one of the things i read huh that's interesting yeah you know it was a really interesting uh listen for the 83 weeks episode with uh bischoff i listened to it as well and like he claims that he hates the finish and um you know that it was really just because they were running out of ideas and what yeah. to do with uh with goldberg here and like how to do it and just thinking back and he talked about uh, Conrad asks him why it wasn't Goldberg and just the heat from the Georgia Dome match, uh, Goldberg against Hogan, pardon me, and the heat from that Georgia Dome match. And they just were like, yeah, they, they were running out of ideas. And he yeah. admitted that he just didn't love it. Um, 
He also corroborated the the Nash story with, you know, he wasn't the booker until 99, but Kevin Sullivan st- stakes claim that it wasn't him and he bl- blames er- uh, Eric and Nash and ultimately uh, Bischoff came out and was like, yeah, all three of us booked it. It was shitty. Yeah. What, what can we do? <laughs> but Bischoff they, does back the fact that he still thinks it needed to be like a, a, a schmoz finish. Yeah, he, he to, said yeah. he rebooked it. He would continue to screw Goldberg out of the... Uh, out of the streak essentially but allowing him to chase again but it would have been something better than the cattle prod was uh, ultimately how he discussed it it's not terrible though i I, like kind of bought it almost when i was watching it here i I don't know it's like maybe the match could be better and everything you know like more of a five i feel like it gets it gets more of a shadow because of the finger poke of doom eight days later perhaps right yeah, it's wild. And, and you know, thinking about that, and you brought that up to the text group earlier of like that that eight days later, you've got Nash and Hogan with the finger poke of doom. And, you know, just how much this title bounced around afterwards it certainly takes away from kind of where the story progressed and how it was on Goldberg for so long and the streak that comes along with it and then just bounces all, all over the place after this. Mike, did you have like the the list of where the title bounces to after this? Oh yeah. Hang on one second. While you're so, thinking that's such an excellent point because like if it's Nash holding on to the belt instead of what you're about to explain to us, it's you probably think about it differently. And yeah, Goldberg's absolutely. chasing him after being cheated. Like uh, then you it's the, what chapter three or uh, the third <laughs> inning yeah so uh hogan i believe loses it to flair in march at uncensored uh that was a first blood barbed wire, wire steel cage match <laughs> oh god <laughs> right uh, i think flair was the commi- uh oh no new owner of wcw2 or something oh, like that the commissioner or something yeah and then Whatever. ddp wins it the first for the first time in a four-way in April. And I think two weeks later, Sting takes it. Jesus. Uh, then it, Nash again at Slamboree. So, uh, God. Think about it from, like... Savage, the, then Hogan again, then Sting. Well, jeez. Then it's vacated, and then Brett beats Benoit in November. Wow. All of that between... Brett hasn't been kicked in the head yet? <laughs> That's like a month after that. Oh, yeah, in December, right? Yeah. So Does Goldberg ever get the title back? I don't think so. That's no. bananas. That is crazy. That's like their guy, like that they the rare homemade guy, right? Like, and they yeah take the title off him and never give it back. So, <laughs> so the 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 crazy thing is like think of it from the WWE lens now of like the Undertaker streak, right? Because essentially you're comparing the two, uh, streak to streak is as close to apples to apples as you're gonna get, and. They made Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar is still living off of that uh, nine years later. Like, that's the way that you make a streak end actually Mm. matter, Uh, as shocking as it was at WrestleMania 30. And then here we are, and he's still in the ring and still making people because he's been this monster ever since. And just this bouncing around was just wild, When especially when, Mike, you brought all those names to the table that, you know, held the title over the next year. Yeah, I I feel like... Eight months. I I feel like what also like I didn't watch this whole card, but I skimmed through it, 
and also what makes this ending kind of ridiculous and i know they don't have anything to do with each other but the fact that bischoff beats flair right on this card yeah is kind of ludicrous <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. you know it just adds to the ridiculousness of wcw and it does not certainly does not help when you look back at it i think there's a lot of blame that we everyone throws at wcw and rightfully so it's like winners write the history right so like wcw gets yeah. shit on but a yeah. lot of this is also like just click mentality like not to oh yeah play it all on the them NWO but it's all like always that kind won. Of, yeah it's like the same kind of thing it's like us it's all about they us. never it's got their comeuppance us. never we could or like maybe do like one time episodes on that yeah, yeah. All right, so since we've covered this whole match, I think we've we've talked enough about it. Let's give it a cans in the cooler. Who wants to go first? I think <laughs> I may be the low man on this, and I'm the one that uh, that recommended it, <laughs> or this was my homework. I'm going one and a half. Oh my cans god! Holy moly, <laughs> man, you're rough. I I just man, it was it it's not like ugh, it's not a hundred percent because of the match itself, but it's like the historical significance to it, like just ending the streak in that way. It feels like it's just the, like WCW is about to fall off a cliff here. And I don't know. I just wanted more out of this match and like coming in with high expectations again, maybe it's a edge Finn Balor, you know, uh, hell in a cell match that I expected it. You know, I I didn't expect that work rate. And that's what I want. Not what I'm trying to say, but like I was hoping for more and I got really let down. So one and a half. Wow. I want to give it four, <laughs> but I'm going to give it 3.5. I I had a lot of fun with this. I don't know. I, the match is not a barn burner by any means, but it's a lot of fun. It's short. The promos are goofy, but fun. Um, the shock stick, these two guys almost at like the apex of their careers, I think. Um, the fact that Goldberg loses is awesome, I think. Goldberg will piss <laughs> yeah. up a tree. I'm with Nick. The music is so good. The hall yeah. spot, I love. I thought it was really good. I really love the shock stick. And I don't know. It's it. The streak ends. I'll give it a 3.5. I had fun with it. I, I don't know. I can't go lower yeah. than that. What do you got, Mikey? You know, I agree with a lot of what Jim said. So I'm going to give it a three cans and it's cooler. <laughs> you, you know, it's, yeah. not, it's not great, but yeah. it's... It is what it is. And yeah. how else are you going to really get Goldberg to lose? Oh, it's got to be something like this. And, you know, you got to love Scott Hall. I, We didn't mention that Scott Hall has an interview earlier in the pay-per-view. Yeah, survey, right? Yeah. And he's, he, like, kind of alludes to something, but nobody knows what it, what he's talking about yeah. until until you see. I didn't watch that. Does it have, like, any heavy puns in it? It's going to be a shocking... Hey, yo. This Actually, is- I don't know. <laughs> i got to go back and watch it now. I'm... Yeah, go ahead. I, I want to give my kids in the cooler because you're gonna make I, me feel like a real dickhead. Go ahead. I have written. You down make Matt go first every time. I know. I have. <laughs> I have three and a half as well. Wow. Uh, I I was really entertained, and it's Jesus. I love. I, it's an iconic finish, whether it's good or bad. It is iconic. Like, listen, a lot of the stuff yeah. during this era of WCW is goofy. And this was goofy, and it ended Bill Goldberg's streak, so it got like an extra point and a half for me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I was entertained, and it's it's you know what the thing is too. Like it was 
from the beginning of the, the like cheesy package and Michael Buffer till the end, it's about 20 minutes and it's just the right amount of time. Now, <laughs> if, if you made me watch like 40 minutes of this, yeah, I'd be singing like a, a different one. tune. Yeah. So but I, man. 20 minutes, man. No, you can't, you can't take I'm it back. I'm not changing right? anything. You hear I'm that Ace? Anything. Ace, you hear that? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Matt had to tap into you and he's giving your match a 1.5. It's pretty rude, I, man. <laughs> 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 Bring it on. Keep going. Keep going. So Meltzer gave it a 2.75. I, wow, I just, Meltzer? I was closest. I I just... Okay, Mikey Meltzer. Maybe it's just not that's being... Right. Like, I have zero investment in this. Like, zero. Oh, yeah, and maybe do I. maybe that's where, like, I let that play a little bit too heavily. Maybe I was just... Like, there was seriously time. I watched this late last night. Or, excuse me, late on, on Sunday evening. We are recording on Tuesday. And I was sitting here of, like... Oh man, I messed up. I should have. I should have got a better match. Oh man, this is going to be rough. How are we going to cover? And then here we are, forty minutes into the episode, and I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe I'm wrong. So uh, no, we the don't... one and a half that I wrote down, I guess, uh, is not valid here. We don't. We don't watch these matches for the work rate as much as we joke on Mike's name. You know, like we we find the the crap and we enjoy it. I don't know. It's. I was entertained. Like I said, I, I the fact that it was such an iconic finish. I don't know. I was happy to watch it in the end. What other Kevin Nash match would you pick to watch? <laughs> Matt, you're not allowed to pick the Bret Hart one, all right? Jeez, yeah. you know you're already thinking about it. So like, I'll be honest. Better I think enemies, I, kid. Let's put it this way. I think because it's recent, I was more entertained watching this than I was a few weeks ago watching the elimination, the first elimination chamber. Yeah, I'll Fair. give you that. Who? Fair. The first elimination chamber, and brown, I know those are two totally different Magoo things. Mesh, brown yeah, it, I, I don't know. Oh, like, that. I, give me the short stuff like this, and it was, it was good. Man, I was entertained. It was a lot of fun. We got some current stuff to talk about, but uh, you know, and some fun stuff uh, down the pipeline. So uh, we can't forget about uh, what's in the cooler. Extra Cooler Show and What's in the Cooler is brought to you by Sloop Brewing Company. Sloop Brewing is known for their hazy and golden IPAs like Juice Bomb and Super Soft. Be on the lookout for more coming from the Extra Cooler Show and our favorite brewery, Sloop. Uh, I'm going to play teacher and I'm going to do my least favorite thing and call on someone to go first. So, Jim, what do you have? <laughs> I've got a peep. It's yellow. Mm. Peep's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> that's delicious. my Bill Gold. That's, that's not my Bill Goldberg impersonation. That is my... Oh disgust God. for the most a overrated yellow, a yellow no one's overrating peeps nobody likes peeps i thought no everybody talks about oh peeps is so good i gotta get my hands who on who likes peeps? peeps i love peeps, people man. besides <laughs> christian <laughs> well done well done that was delicious I, sugar all right but the yellow so peeps pe- are low. peeps yeah go ahead stale or fresh what are oh, they better jesus all these stale food people I'm a, garbage. I'm a stale Wait, peep that's guy. A thing. I'm, I'm a non-peep guy at all. Like, we don't buy them for our kids. And even my daughter was like, how come the Easter Bunny doesn't bring peeps to us? Because <laughs> they suck. <laughs> they suck but, as much as Michael Buffer and Bill Goldberg. Wow. The holy trinity of hell. <laughs> Buffer, <laughs> Goldberg, and peeps. Damn, that could have been a great Easter shirt. <laughs> Next year, pal. Next yeah. year. But no, if, if growing up, I, I like let them air out first and then 
get them hair out. What do you mean? Yeah. Wait, put this them on your like back thing? deck or something? Yeah, like stale. Like Hung make them, them from the like, clothesline. No, open the package. Like oh, like stale. Let them get a little harder. I don't know. Oh, oh, all right. Hey, yo, <laughs> onto your beer. Let's go. <laughs> you Jeez. sick peep bastard. All right, um, I've got a sloop. Of course, come on, company man. Um, <laughs> Way to recover yourself there, punk. <laughs> it's the Citra and Mosaic Bomb. It is what six point five percent. It's delicious. It's in the uh, it's in the you know the bomb box. the bomb family. Yeah, exactly. So it's delicious. What what else can you say? We you know it's delicious. One of my favorites. I have we, I have a first on the show for me. I I've got a glass bottle like this. This never well, happens. It's I don't even know. I don't even know where. No, it's definitely not a green bottle. That's for damn sure. Let's let's too much light in. It's gonna skunk your beer way too quickly. I see what you got there. I'm gonna get go super douche here and just say no green, no green bottles, please. And Nick, I think I saw you drinking out of one earlier. But I have a new Belgium fat tire. This is used to be one of my favorite beers. I don't even know how it got into my fridge. It's one of those magical things of like you open the door and you're like, oh, somebody brought beer. I didn't even know somebody was here. <laughs> so uh, I, I couldn't help myself. I grabbed two this evening. I do really enjoy Fat Tire, but uh, I always feel like they were so much better. I used to travel to the West Coast a lot for an old job. And it before they had nationwide distribution, I felt like Fat Tire tasted differently. Yeah, so that's like this is still really good. Yeah, 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 exactly. This is still really good, but uh, cheers, fellas, to my my glass bottle. Cheers, classic. Mike, what do you got? I have a Guinness in a bottle. Thank you. See, I almost grabbed that too. I had that in the fridge. Better in a can, but in a bottle, totally. Yeah. Are you drinking I, it out of the bottle? That's that's suspect. You got to pour it yeah. in the glass. Yeah, least. you got to pour it. Uh, usually, I do, but you know, <laughs> for convenience' sake, I went with bottle. This time, oh, easy boy. How convenient. Well, my right, first beer when we started green bottle. when we first started talking <laughs> about Bill Goldberg, I was drinking a wrench, and then uh, towards the end of the match, I uh, finished a Stella. So <laughs> that's my green bottle, the Stella Artois. Yeah. How do you feel about thought... clear bottles like the High Life? <laughs> it's Miller time, Matt. I do have a good thing that'll spice <laughs> up a green beer for you. Uh, Heineken, you put up two spoonfuls, two bar spoonfuls of hot sauce, Frank's preferably, into it. Delicious. Highly recommend. Really? Are you being serious? Dead serious. Dead serious. It's delicious. Yeah, pour into a glass, really, and then put in like two little, little New Age Turbo. Yeah, no, no, but it's no no added booze. It's just gives a little flavor kick. Huh. But it's got to be a Heineken. It's got to be a Heineken. It's from a book, Booze and Cocktails. You're supposed to like listen to an album and like. They give yeah, you all yeah. these drinks, and for the strokes, the first album, Is This It or This Is It, whatever the fuck it's called, um, that's what you're supposed to drink. So, And it's delicious. Highly recommend. Really now strange. Gonna, might have to get some Heineken. There was there was certainly a time of my life of going out to bars in the early 2000s where I was drinking Heinekens quite often. Oh, yeah. But uh, never never with uh, hot sauce. That's for damn sure. That's, that's an interesting one. I like it. All right, Matt, why don't you take it away with our top three stories? Let's go. The Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Coming Down the Aisle. We are committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things professional wrestling. Be sure to follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date on all of our shows. 
We are back for some extra credit with our extra cooler top three. The extra cooler top three spotlights our top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling brought to you by Chalkline. Chalkline brings you our favorite officially licensed WWE apparel on jackets, shorts, and more over at chalk-line.com. And the Pod Foundation will save you 10% when you enter PF10 at checkout. They have a uh, $25 sale on shorts going on right now, which is pretty cool. Somebody in our Discord channel dropped that one on us today. Summer uh, is coming. Pretty cool. Summer is coming, right? Shorts weather. It's pretty Don't awesome. Don't let them touch your knees. <laughs> While we are talking Pod Foundation as well, I uh, had the pleasure of going on the Coming Down the Aisle podcast last night. It will release, I think, tomorrow when you're listening to this. Hopefully, it's probably already out. J-Bone and I uh, did a Vader and Cactus Jack match Ooh. from uh, Halloween Havoc 1993. Nice. Spin the wheel, make the deal. It was uh, it was pretty fun. So go check that out. Have some fun there. But let's dive in. Honorable mention. It feels like, man, there's a lot of current product talk this week. But honorable mention, we will start with the AEW side. To no surprise of Mr. Extra Cooler himself, FTR has won the AEW tag titles, and they confirm that they will be re-signing and staying with AEW. Sounds like we may have some more artwork coming. Is that? Is, Told is you guys. That, 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 maybe, that, maybe that'll happen. Maybe that'll happen. Yes, the uh, the artwork that was on their bottoms last week is going to be available on shirts in the coming week. I was That's told today. Pretty sick. So uh, they teased it on yes. on Dax's Instagram today. Uh, but you know, Mister Mister Cooler himself over here created the artwork for their trunks as they won the titles, which uh, is another tip in your cap and. and Pretty big 2023 thus far. So uh, cheers to that. But continuing on with some AEW news, Jay White is all elite. We officially are getting some uh, some some true bullet club action in all elite wrestling. Should be uh, pretty interesting as we head down that path. Do you really uh, last... want – does anybody really – hold on. I'm sorry. Are we, like, still want the bullet club? It's kind of like people that would still want to see DX return. Like <laughs> – I I don't I have zero desire to see this Bullet Club thing. I, I don't know. It does nothing for me. It's anytime something is yeah. brought back again, it's never going to be as good as that. Just... The, the difference is is that it's like continued on. It's it's never stopped. Like if you were to yeah. think about the NWO, right? We talked about NWO a ton today, the Wolfpack and all of the Hey, was was this guy? Was Disco in it? Was Bam Bam in it? Like the, the Bullet Club has continued from the Finn Balor Bullet Club all the way until present day. And you even had a, a you know, a changing the garb recently in uh, New Japan. So, like, to me, you're right. It, it's not 2014 anymore. It's not the Young Bucks. It's not the peak of, of the Bullet Club. They're, like, you're not seeing Bullet Club shirts everywhere that oh, you God. go anymore, which is probably a good thing. And from your That's, artist eyes, it's oh, <laughs> it was the most knocked off thing. shirt, right? Oh, uh, my least favorite thing. How many great did you get for that? Oh, how many people are like, oh, let's do, I want my logo to look like the Bullet Club logo. Like, holy <laughs> shit, way to be original. Ready to stand yeah. out. $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's also never been done right either. Like, it's no. been, from the, the WWE side, yeah, exactly. Oh, from God. the WWE side, it's just been this, like, this little tease of what could be, and it never got pulled dang. off. So, it, it's left car this, robberies. <laughs> 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 
sometimes it pays that we're uh, still living in the 90s in our, <laughs> yeah. in our wrestling brains. <laughs> you know, you, uh, I was close to making a LoJack reference there. Frames. <laughs> <laughs> but sure I don't know. I, maybe I have some hope that they can actually, you know, bring this together and make it meaningful. But let's let's be honest. Yeah. You're right. I mean, You're how right, Nick. It just right. how exciting is it that he's debuting with? Juice Robinson? Like, I can guarantee you half of this podcast doesn't know who Juice Robinson is. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> like, God. God. Okay. God. Oh, People man. only know him as Tony Storm's husband. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't even know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to Sorry. remember his I'm trying to remember his NXT name and I can't remember it right now. Uh, but all right, moving on. Bailey. Sorry who was rumored to be leaving WWE, was back on Monday Night Raw this week, and we got to see some cracks in the damage control shield, if you will. It looks like we may be headed down that path as um, storyline. It was supposed to be originally, uh, I almost wanted to call him Michael Pierce. Uh, <laughs> Adam Pierce gave Bailey a title contenders match, and it ended up being EO Sky afterwards. But long story short, Bailey is back on our televisions, and I'm happy that it is the case, and she is not running around free in the uh, open market. Although that probably would have been fun too. Our last and, bit, and EO is the number one contender. Yes, and EO is now the number one contender, which could be a really fun match if they let her Absolutely. loose in the NXT level EO Shirai world that we got previously. But our last bit of honorable mention this week, Liv and Raquel Rodriguez are our new women's tag team champions. But more importantly, Trish Stratus had to cover for Lita, who was beat up in a backstage uh, segment previously, and she turned on Becky Lynch, which... Uh, was awful. necessarily pull off in the best way possible you're being if kind you ask me <laughs> <laughs> uh yes i'm being kind it was it was not something outside of like the clips of like oh trish turned heel all right cool like that was kind of the extent of it for me but let's head into the top three stories and first and foremost tony khan teased another huge announcement and i feel like this one actually feels like a big announcement he announces all in will happen at Wembley Stadium in August 27th, 2023. They are going to attempt to fill a 90,000-seat stadium in London, England. This this feels, this feels ambitious. Aggressive. This feels ambitious. But, man, if you, if you think that you can pull this off, like, Hell yeah, go get him, man! Like this is this is something where we make fun of Tiny Tony a ton, and it this one takes balls to me. This one is something that they're going out and they're gonna go grab it and see what they can do. And I fully respect it. If they hit fifty thousand, still fifty thousand is a successful successful gate. Absolutely, here. yeah. Think about so, it. Who's always over there in the NFL? Which team? The Jaguars. Yeah, the Jaguars. Yeah, that was the immediate well, thought I had. They got the oh, connects. They, they can, they'll figure it out. Yeah, that's he's going to be giving away so many tickets. Which I fine, didn't think fine, of. That's fine. Yeah. I didn't think of the Jaguars connection. Oh, that was that's, the first thing I thought of. That's, a, that's really that's good. That's a rabid wrestling fan base, though, too. So yeah. something comes along once in a while, like a big pay-per-view. I, yeah. But come I'm, on, though. Like I know like the marks are going to be mad at me, and I'm sorry, but like enough with these damn holiday shows, man. <laughs> Get a life. I don't want to be so, watching wrestling on Labor Day weekend. But Labor Labor Day weekend is the following weekend, right? I thought it was August twenty seventh. I thought it was the second, right? So September second is 
Labor Day Saturday, which is typically when the All Out weekend is. So this is the weekend before that. Maybe the August twenty seventh date I have is is uh, incorrect, but I'm pretty. Sh- I was pretty certain it's uh, August twenty seventh. Okay, here. but they usually run their All Out essentially the following week, which hasn't technically been announced, but it's always in Chicago in Labor Day weekend is their their big all-out pay-per-view. So I'm interested to see if there are any effects because of this Wembley show happening to their all-out. And this is called All In Again, which technically was a Ring of Honor-owned trademark. So now that they own Ring of Honor, they're able to go in and do this all-in pay-per-view and it makes sense again it has the feelings of a wrestlemania one where you know you're pushing all the chips in on the table here and seeing where you can go um but this also comes with some interesting rumors that drew mcintyre is unhappy with his wwe contract it runs up in april uh, excuse me it runs up in july and you know wwe is going to allow him to uh, this contract to expire all of these rumors have added speculation to can Drew McIntyre show up at All In? Like, Maybe he should it, text Miro and Andrade before he does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. The, that's the move. <laughs> <laughs> but if you really th- if you really think about it, like there's this merger happening on the uh, merger, the sale, whatever you want to call it, on the WWE side, and he could potentially be setting himself up for the first huge contract under the new Endeavor umbrella, or he can go find and see now he's got this Wembley Stadium gig mm-hmm. that could potentially pay him out big numbers. So uh, I think it's really intelligent of him to uh, kind of sit back, relax, and just kind of see how this all plays out over the next few months. Yeah, he so, knows what he's doing. S- super, super interesting. I like and if, Matt's and if selling you... us on a Drew McIntyre Wembley Stadium mirror. He's like, oh, I could see that. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, this, yeah. this dude, like... Scottish-British if... Bulldog moment, you know? <laughs> but think about it, though. Like, this guy followed the whole Cody plan too of like going out making a name for himself on the indies and getting brought back to the WWE side and like he he when he came back to NXT it was a big deal and he was taking it as this huge moment this huge get for WWE NXT at the time and uh you know it it feels like it could be headed down that 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 same path again if he wants to go adventure out it's wild I got to see him here in Rochester when he was the NXT champion and it was like they didn't have stories on him locally like they do anywhere. And it was all about his journey and that kind of thing. It's interesting to maybe see it play out again, like you said. Yeah, it I, it, it has piqued my interest. I don't necessarily believe, like, I wouldn't write it in stone right now. If I was to say there was one chew-in for Wembley, it would be the CM Punk and how we get to there. And Dax has been very outspoken about that and, you know, posting pictures of them in L.A. and all those fun things from Mania Week and it, it it feels like that's the shoe in, like that's the the ace in the hole that will help you sell fifty thousand seats plus. So um, we'll see where it all goes. I'm here for the ride. Kudos to Tony Khan here for you know maybe removing that tiny tiny Tony moniker and growing a set of balls and going for something. <laughs> so I, I I I get it, man. I I dig it. I think it's good. I mean, he's he's got a set of balls. He went out and he's facing up against WWE. Let's be friggin' honest here. But anyway, story number two, Triple H has announced on SmackDown that there will be a WWE draft in the next few sh- a few weeks, and this is going to open it up to everybody in the WWE world, and he states that this is going to be 
essentially earth shaking that this is going to shake up how WWE is uh, is running. And do you think there's a way that they can split up the titles through this? Not with Rome. I I don't know. I I don't see why you split them up on Roman. Wouldn't it like, feel anticlimactic if, if like that's one. that's how they like pull a title off of off it's of Roman here? Terrible. They're not going to. There's they're not. Yeah, they're not. Just, I don't it, see how they could. Or yeah, why I don't they know, would. man. He, he's because he's the got exact, them both. The exact yeah, they quote can make from him Triple defend H. One. The exact quote from Triple H was, when it's all said and done, this year's draft will truly change the game. Like, it, he's making it feel like this is a huge deal. And I know they've that taught means. us to pay attention. They've taught us to, you know, really listen to the small details. And maybe I'm just getting caught up in that. But, I'm, you know, Mike, you were pretty spot on with the Bailey stuff last week and your take. So I'm interested in yours here, too. He's saying that everything can be, you know, drafted and changed including his head of creator spot maybe like bailey gets drafted in that spot (laughs) (laughs) bailey's the new head of creative okay i i regret wait wait you said mike was really spot on i think i was pretty spot on when i said to stop listening to all these nerds just like throwing (laughs) things at the wall like because that's what i was right so you were both right but i was really speaking to how mike pointed out that like the the goodbye piece was about her ending her twitter story time yeah her her twitter storytelling that she was doing last week when uh so you know all the nerds got excited over uh you know oh bailey's bailey's gone she's she's leaving she wasn't with damage control and yeah no, I, I wasn't I, worried about that i took the hook i took the hook i was in i was like All maybe right. the draft is just something different than what it's always been with the brands and the yeah. smackdown and the raw that's that's what it, it makes me think of that it's a different form hopefully yes time. something different than the yeah, red and the they've blue been, they've been taking such advantage of superstars being able to appear on both shows why would you mm-hmm. stop that why like it's worked yeah. it's been so much really more enjoyable. fun that way yeah yeah like who's gonna pop up? Like guys not being tied down to one show is is nice. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially the champions. Like re- really, realistically, when it comes down to it, the champions are who you want to see on both shows. Yeah, so, unless they stripped it totally and made it like a NXT, you right. know, main roster thing, and like actually right. did the the work to create two different things with some jump over, obviously. So to me, well, maybe this it's just whole... NXT call ups. That would be yeah. also uh, anticlimactic, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's 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 bleed this into story number one, which will really just be some bloodline talk from since Mania time and kind of all of the things that have transpired with the bloodline and kind of where things are going. We've gotten now with Cody and Brock is confirmed for backlash. So you've kind of pulled Cody back from this bloodline storyline at this point. And last week they had uh, Cody and I I went back and watched raw. Like I said, I would. And um, you know, Cody and Brock break up at the end was, was certainly interesting. The, the involvement of just the build for Solo Solo Sokoa and the return of Riddle and the announcers reminding us of, you know, Solo put him out all of these months ago. Um, 
there seems to be these fractures in the bloodline as well. You have Roman and the Usos are still yet to be in the same place at the same time, I believe. And, you know, Heyman put pushing the, the Usos away this past Friday on SmackDown, um, you know, Heyman going back into the room and ultimately saying, um, you know, I took care of the problem, my tribal chief and, you know, the Jay and Sammy interaction on, on SmackDown was really super interesting as well. And like, all of these things are swirling around and, you know, Sammy, especially pitching the, there's a way out of this for you. And, you know, everything I have said has come true coming into Jay's Jay's world. It, it makes it feel like I'm, I'm going to say that Jay has the potential to be the next challenger for Roman Reigns as we look forward. And maybe he should be the one to dethrone him. So, so let's let's take a look at let's take a look at what we learned from our homework tonight, right? There's a way to end the streak. There's a way to end the bloodline story and I just as much as it would be fitting that it's Sammy or Jay and kind of where this story has come to a peak, it doesn't pay the business back. No, it's anticlimactic. In any way shape or form. It's it it's a good pop. It's here for the the mark. The marks would love it. It's a good moment that like this is you know triumphant and like you have Sammy and Jay in the middle of the ring hugging and like I can see them booking it, but I just am so stuck behind. There's got to be a way to pay pay off this. That there's got to be a way to leave the business in a better place than it was previous to this bloodline storyline that's happened now for years. Uh, and I just don't I can't see where it goes. Yeah, and let's like, let's be blunt about it. Like neither of those two fit that bill as like carrying it on, like as right. a massive superstar. You need a, a, a Daniel Bryan WrestleMania thirty, like in that that's lightning in a bottle though. Yeah. So that's the heart that's the yeah. corner they've kind of painted themselves into in a way. But if you if you want to argue it, you just had that with Sami Zayn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair, yeah, and they, fair, fair they, enough. they put the tag titles on them and they gave them this KO, you know, happy moment, which, you know, obviously worked because all of us at the end of Saturday WrestleMania were like flying high, man. <laughs> and the, 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 the match itself was getting five stars from Meltzer and we were calling it match of the weekend and all of those things were happening. But like, I don't know, man, like that, it just that ship has sailed though. Right. I mean, so yeah, well. I, Exactly. It's it has to be Cody eventually, and that's why it needs to just build, continue to build. Cody can go off to this Brock thing and and let this bloodline stuff pan out. And then maybe that would have happened if if uh, Cody never got hurt. He would have so faced it, Brock already or something. Right. You'll never know. What's the percentage that Cody loses to Brock clean? Clean? Oh God. Clean. And <laughs> is it is there a chance? I don't think so. Clean? I don't think so. Oh man, Brock Brock matches don't typically end in bulldozers. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> except the bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, touche. Maybe I'm wrong. I I, I don't know. No, you're right. Know. I I don't believe that there's a way that they that they. It, why why would you do it? But like, so there's like, no way. Why would you take the steam out of Cody it would be Rhodes? Terrible, but you never know. Yeah. The, the, He's got the, more the best part, the best part about all this bloodline stuff is like, it was always like one 
person against Roman, one person here, you know, now you've got so many guys who are on like one side, like the faces, you've got Cody, KO, uh, Sammy, now you got Riddle thrown in there, like, they're all like banding together almost to to take down the bloodline, and it's, it's gonna work. This, this Riddle edition has me really thrown for a curve curve here too like that's gonna I, be a six-man tag for a backlash yeah, which I, was survivor series, i know so. i was just gonna say give me survivor series give me those four versus the bloodline man i just canadian the, stampede style how about that yes <laughs> yeah, i'll take it in your house the, do, it, the, do it in american samoa or something like that <laughs> <laughs> oh man could you imagine That'd be how sick. good would that be that would be amazing <laughs> I just I I think the beauty of all of this is that we're sitting here uh, a week removed from WrestleMania. They pulled the the rug out from underneath all of these Cody fans and everybody that was expecting this triumphant Cody Rhodes at the end of the day. My like uh, I I think we discussed last week the three of us included, and I I'm still asking the question of where this goes without a true answer. We're grasping at straws and the beauty of that is that we're still here. It's still going on and I am enjoying every step of the ride even though there are some question marks of like eh, where are we going here in the good way and or where are we going there in the bad way. So uh, I'm super in super interesting that we can tie this back to Goldberg streak at the end of the day and and you know tie it back to the homework here but this was a ton of fun. Nick, take us home, brother. Man, take us home. Episode 99 in the books. You know what that means. Next week, we're celebrating our 100th episode. And to be honest, we're celebrating it by each of us bringing a gift in the form of some obscure wrestling event. Uh, you're going to just have to wait till next week to find out um, because it's going to be a good one. Uh, if, if you've been listening to the 99 episodes before this, I, I think you're going to be in for a little treat for episode 100. With a little These are class. Bottles. Yeah, a little some bottles from the wine cellar. You know? We're exactly. We're not digging our hands into that ice anymore. We're like classing it up, putting on our yep. European collars. <laughs> <laughs> jazzing it up for episode 100 next week uh while you're at it be sure to follow us on instagram at extra cooler and over on twitter at extra cooler show don't forget to follow and check out the pod foundation on social media at pod foundation while you're at it don't forget to follow subscribe rate review and tell all of your friends about the extra cooler show available wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> see you at 100 yeah. baby <laughs> cheers Cheers. Meanwhile, Nash gets a break. That's one of those cases, the police shoot. It's like a stun gun. That was, that was Scott Hall. That was Scott Hall, and you could hear it clicking. It was like a, like a cattle prod or a stun gun. Kevin Nash never saw that. And he gets it in the midsection of Goldberg. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> Right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Port, 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 port side heater. Extra credit. Nasty, nasty, nasty boys. Boys.